Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. Welcome into another edition of Offseason First and Pod, where we've been bringing on our friends and doing drafts and hopefully killing time until training camp and the NFL news cycle picks back up again. Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi, and our third ever guest, and conveniently the third guest that I've booked, my good friend and former co-host in Kansas City, Carrington Harrison. Before we get to Carrington, Pony, when are you going to book a guest? Yeah, I'm striking out, man. It's reaching, it's reaching like Ryan Howard in Philadelphia, like 200 plus strikeout numbers, like just really bad. I don't think it's a fair introduction though, because you have to give props to certain people. Like Nick was our first guest and came up with this draft concept that we've just stolen. And we're getting through June and July with his idea. So Thank you, Nick. I don't feel bad bogarting it and stealing it because you've taken our ideas and used them on your show. Yeah, yeah right. You so use first and pod takes on TV all the time. Yes. You've get you've taken our opinions and given us absolutely no attribution. <laughs> and then the other thing you failed to include is Carrington. I don't know if you've done this yet, but for these June and July podcasts, one of us usually is three to four drinks deep. And my and my prediction is that is Danny for tonight's show so just be prepared well I mean, I and his know. draft will will show that in a few I don't, minutes i don't know if that would be different than danny's regular take so i don't know if i'll really notice a difference uh i would like to point out that i'm the jackie robinson of first and pod so i appreciate that i appreciate you guys for breaking the color barrier on first and pod i appreciate that it is an nope. honor you guys both know the amount of respect i have for you both so the fact that you guys have asked me to come on here to draft running backs. It's really an honor. I text Danny. It was an honor to be on here. I think he thought I was joking. I swear to you, I'm not joking. I'm very happy to be on here today, to be talking NFL with you guys. You guys are one of the sports podcasts that I am. It's like Bill Simmons, Colin Cowherd, Ryan Rosillo, first in pod. This is like I only listen to a handful of podcasts. I got a lot of respect for you guys. Well, that's, that's very kind of you, and I don't want to make it sound like we've invited – a hundred people and you were just the next guy. Pony easily could have booked Nick. He could have booked Mike. 
and we'll get Greg Giannotti eventually. And now we're with you. So we're not that far down the line uh, before we called you. But yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, so I do afternoons uh, in Chicago. You should know that if you're listening. Pony does it in Pittsburgh. Carrington does afternoons in Kansas City, uh, where I used to work. We used to be uh, co-hosts together. And he has the highest profile weekly sports radio interview in the country. Uh, He talks to Pat Mahomes every week during the uh, football season. So before we do the running two on that list is Nico Horner, by the way, in case people (laughs) were wondering. Thanks a lot, buddy. No, that's real. Uh, 100%, man. I'm going to assume that you have had more real conversations with Nico Horner than I've had with Patrick Mahomes. I'm just going to go ahead and guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got to we got to get you to break more news out of Patrick. What's Holy, uh, Patrick Mahomes? I'm telling you, he treats my question like a blitz from the Denver Broncos. He is. I know exactly how he's going to answer every single question. I just you can't get much past him, man. He is the most well media trained individual that I've ever come across in my entire life. Yeah, I did not have that problem with Roethlisberger, Carrington. Well, I, you know what? I'm not going to make any jokes on you guys' podcast. I'm not trying to get done. No, you know what? I'm just going to – I'm here. I'm here so I won't get fined. I'm here to draft running backs. I'm here to take Jonathan Taylor. That, that's all I'm here for. All right, so here's the way it's going to work. Eight rounds. The idea is to draft the most total rushing yards. So when we did this with Nick, it was just a Super Bowl winner, and that's all that you needed. This is you add up all the rushing yards at the end of the year. So, so just to so make yeah, sure like, like the passing yards one with Mike in the last episode. So the you know the strat so but no quarterbacks pony. You said no QB. Yeah, so you can't draft Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields or Jalen Hurts here. I guess only take his rushing yards. No, I got yeah. you. That makes sense. Yeah. I follow. I'm excited and so, to do this. And no, so Carrington will go Carrington will go first. Danny will be the middleman. Oh, and I'll right. go I get third. first pick. No, yeah, I was, I was, I was middle for, uh, for QB. So oh, okay. Well, then I'll go I'll, second. You go third. All right, and I'll do fine. the wraparound like for the Super Bowl picks. And oh. Carrington, we have to establish, we have to establish uh, stakes uh, for for the for it because we're gamblers. Obviously, I had an idea. Okay. But obviously, we can we can kick this around. Right. But I was thinking, Pony, what would you say is like a cuisine that Pittsburgh? Dude, it's crazy that you just read my mind on that shit. Because I was thinking if, if you guys lose, I want like deep dish from you and I want something barbecue related from Canada. All right, we can do that. Right, I'm, right. I'm but so what What? What can Pittsburgh, uh, and I'm not being like as a like as an insult, like what would you say if you were going to send Pittsburgh food like on I'll dry send you guys ice? Permanis. I think that's like per- the Pittsburgh thing to do. Perfect. Okay. Okay. So I'll, I'll send is. deep dish. What, you what send- is that? A, a Permani? What is that? It, they're sandwiches with fries and, and stuff on there. They're awesome. I feel like Danny and I are getting short another stick on this trade. <laughs> Maybe. You want, you're telling me you want Gates, you want Giordano's, and I'm getting a, a cold cut? That's a terrible trade. I don't This isn't even. Dude, don't disparage cold cuts, Carrington. <laughs> that, you said you weren't going to rock the boat here. You're ripping cold cuts. My bad. Five I, minutes in shit, dude. Okay, all I'm saying is I had a Ben Roethlisberger joke teed up there, and I, I, I watched my mouth. I feel like I can at least get a cold cut joke off. That's all I'm saying. Uh, So what, like roughly 100 bucks worth of local food yeah, for the winner? So, yeah, it's easy enough, man. I'm happy to do that, man. All right. I'm, I, it's, it's such an honor to be here today, man. I'm so yeah. happy to be on here. Two of the best local sports talk. Right, here we go again. I mean, this is just. It's buttering us up. 
<laughs> all right. You, all right, you, so who are you taking first, Carrington? You're on the I, clock here. You know what? I'm taking Jonathan Taylor, man. I feel like Jonathan Taylor uh, – I, I feel like people have forgotten. The one thing that to me is really weird about the NFL is everybody can be all on you in 2021. You get injured in 2022, and now people have just completely moved on and they have forgotten about you. Two years ago, you can argue that Jonathan Taylor was the best running back in the National Football League. He got injured last year. That's football. But he's back healthy now this year. You know with a young quarterback or an inexperienced quarterback with Gardner Minshew, they're going to be heavy on running the football. Jonathan Taylor, I, I would say, is as good of a bet, safe as a bet. You never know when it comes to injuries. I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor with the first pick. I only have one other guy. So I like argued out of the two pick, Pony. Mm-hmm. And I argued myself into the three pick and I only have one guy that I could debate for Jonathan Taylor. So we'll see if you pick him and then we can do those two guys together. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried about his line there. I think the coaching change helps a lot. And I think having the dual threat quarterback will help him too, but their line fell off a cliff last year. And I'm worried about that. Their tackles especially were brutal last year. But I don't think that's – I, I think he, he was in the conversation for me as one of the five best running backs in the league. I don't think I would have taken him first. My – if I'm in – if I was in Carrington's spot, I'm going to take the guy I'm drafting here, and that's Nick Chubb. Now that Kareem Hunt's out of the picture there, their line is always great. I think Watson might eat into his yards a little bit because they'll be more pass-heavy than they were last year. But – the thing I'm worried about with the guy Danny might take is at some point, Henry's going to fall off a cliff. And I just, uh, <laughs> he's close to 30 now. So if he does it again this year, God bless him. But I'm not betting on him to be Adrian Peterson. I'd rather take Chubb with this spot. And I think he's, unless he's hurt, he'll get 1,200, 1,300 yards easy in a 17-game schedule. No, your your guy was the guy that I was going to say, man. You know that – I mean, I bet Chubb last year to lead the league in rushing, uh, and he finished third. I mean, his quads are as big as my torso. Like he, His yards per carry average is like one of the best in NFL history. I think Jim Brown and one other dude might be the only guys with like a, a certain minimum number of carries. But he's like one of the most efficient running backs ever. Yeah, he was playing the NFL. He was over five yards of carry last year again. Uh, and I don't know what the threshold is, but yeah, isn't Jamal Charles Carrington? Isn't he still the top guy for yards per carry? He is. Uh, he absolutely is. It's funny. I would say probably once a year, normally a summer thing, you know, downtown stadium is a Kansas City staple. Should Jamal Charles be in the Hall of Fame? That's always a good June 24th. You can always pull that out and get people in Kansas City riled up. We literally had this conversation a couple of weeks ago because on ESPN's homepage, they were arguing about Fred Taylor. I don't know why anyone thinks that Fred Taylor should be in the Hall of Fame, but then people are like, well, if Fred Taylor should be in, Jamal Charles should be in. Neither of them should be in the Hall of Fame. Jamal is one of the most incredible running backs I've ever seen, though. It is just... Too short-lived. Would you put Charles in over Frank Gore? See, I think that Jamal Charles is a better player than Frank Gore, but I'm on an island with Frank Gore. Like, because, No, you're not. I know he's third all-time in rushing yards, but I don't think of him as a Hall of Famer either. Right, but the argument against it that then I guess makes us on an island together is 
you would say, oh, he's a compiler. But it's the most impressive position in any sport to be a compiler at. Running back in the NFL. There's literally no job in sports that's tougher to be a compiler at. I know. And so he never was great. He never was first-team All-Pro. Yeah, I think he has one double-digit touchdown season. I'm doing that from memory. But So he was never never elite, but just, damn, man, answered the bell every week. So I, I'm a no on him. I think Charles was objectively better, but he did it for like a third of the time. But I actually, I actually don't disagree with anybody on here. I guess I've really changed. What really kind of got me to be on this side is that offseason whenever we were debating Matthew Stafford, I'm like, bro, we have literally sat around on Thanksgiving for a decade. No one ever felt like they were watching a Hall of Fame quarterback. Like, the conversation has to be more than just, oh, well, you've compiled these numbers. Like, all three of us love the National Football League. Spencer, I imagine he's on the same bank. At any point, was Frank Gore an elite running back in the NFL? If all no. three of us are answering the no, then he's not a Hall of Famer. Like, I feel like now we can't just say, hey, you were a good player. You were possibly a great player. But the Hall of Fame is not just for great players. It is for all-time players. It is transcendent players. It's funny because we had this conversation on my show about Mike Evans. Mike Evans is a great wide receiver. Mike Evans, no one looks at Mike Evans as some dangerous elite, like, he is just a good wide receiver. There's nothing wrong with being a good wide receiver. Nothing wrong with that. I just feel like now we feel the offense. I bet you Frank be- Gore gets in, though. No, he probably will. Won't. But I, All I, those I, guys I, in that, like, rarefied air of, like, total rushing yards are in. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. But I, I just think at this point, at some point, we're going to have to change the way that we view offensive numbers. Like, Matt Ryan is going to get in, and Matthew Stafford is going to get in. Phillip Rivers is going to get in. Like, what are we celebrating with the Hall of Fame? Are we celebrating that you were good for a long period of time? Or are we celebrating, like, let's say tomorrow that Derrick Henry gets his right leg amputated. Derrick Henry was a better running back than Frank Gore. There, I, I don't care what numbers you could tell me. You feared when your team went up against Derrick Henry. You never feared when your team went up against Frank Gore. That has to matter in this conversation. I agree. Speaking of Derrick Henry, he's off the board. Uh, I will, I will, I will take him with the third pick. Okay, it's call it a high floor pick. He's still twenty nine. They still need him. He was second in the NFL in rushing yards last year. He might be Adrian Peterson. He's an absolute freak of nature. So I'm going to take one high floor guy and then one high ceiling guy. I will take Bijan Robinson. I knew you were going to do that, you prick. <coughs> there was no way he would be he would get to me on the comeback. I think that there's maybe a one or two guys that are safer that I'm passing on. I almost took him over Chubb. I was very tempted to do it. Yeah. I mean, if they're gonna if they're gonna draft him in the top 10, he's gonna get. 250 carries now he might get 80 catches and that might screw me here but I I think that he's going to get 250 carries and in that scenario I'll, I'll I'll take my chances with the upside I like both of your picks a lot this maybe you need to drink more often before <laughs> we do these podcasts well, Pony, Pony, he had the third and the fourth pick I'm not giving you credit at three and four I'll oh, but it, at 15 and 16. No, I, 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 work. It's easy to get it right now. Harrington, you, you, I understand that. But if you've listened to Danny's last couple of drafts, him doing the obvious thing with this first couple of picks, 
is not a given here. So this is him, I think, for once, nailing early picks in one of these drafts. Uh, I will take... I like my teams in the other drafts. Thank you very little. I like... Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna take McCaffrey with this next pick. And I'm running the big injury risk here. 100%. But it's, it's like the greatest system of all time for running backs and quarterbacks. It's the it's the Shanahan offense, which made guys like Elijah Mitchell and his old man would make Olandis Gary look great. And he's on talent, one of the five best running backs in the league in an offense that makes the most pedestrian running backs look good. So I will take a shot there. He'll probably have a ton of receiving yards. He might go 2000 yards this year. He might go Marshall Falk on people in the NFL. So that'll be my pick, McCaffrey. I am very, very surprised that with the sixth pick, I can get the player that led the NFL in rushing last year. I'll take Josh Jacobs with the sixth overall pick. You're not worried that's a fluke? But this is what I'm thinking. Let's say that you knock off 500 yards from him from last year. Let's say that it was. That means he rushes for 1,100 yards. If you're going to tell me I'm going to get that with the sixth overall pick, I feel perfectly fine. Like if you had knocked off a 500 yards for him, yeah. he would have finished seventh last year in the National Football League. At this point, I got to be taking guys that I think are going to be here for the long haul. So I'm going to take Josh Jacobs with the seventh overall pick or with the sixth overall pick. Now, this is where I'm a little bit conflicted because I think history would tell me Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley, something's going to go wrong, right? Like somebody gets injured, something happens. I don't know if I can take both of them on the back-to-back. I'm going to take Miles Sanders with the seventh overall pick here. Young quarterback. (laughs) So you got to be thinking early on they're going to run the football. You have made the investment to go get Miles Sanders. I think he runs for 1,000 yards. I'm trying to get guys that I think are going to run for 1,000 yards this season. I'm going to take Miles Sanders. I probably should take Saquon here, but I got a young quarterback. They're probably going to lean heavy on him. They paid him. You got to remember, they actually ran the ball better when McCaffrey was out. I know they did. They ran yep. the ball better, so he is their number one option. I'm going Miles Sanders. But it's, it, it, it is it is it is a whole different coaching staff there. So that I mean, Sirianni's still there. No, Sanders is in Carolina now. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, like Carolina ran the ball great in the second half of last year, but that was with totally different people there. Yeah, so, Foreman was great for them. Yeah, was. Foreman's with the Bears. Yeah. I actually uh, really I, like that pickup for the I Bears. I will not be drafting Deontay Foreman at any point in this draft, so <laughs> I'll, I'll tip my hand a little bit there. So Danny likes to do this thing in these drafts where he does these game theory things where he, like, tries to predict our picks and then, like a, like a master chess player, tries to use that information to make his picks, and it usually backfires spectacularly. But I know Danny's takes, as we do this every week, if I don't take this guy now, he's not getting back to me. So I'm taking Tony Pollard because I love Tony Pollard. And now there's no Zeke Elliott. And Mike McCarthy has talked all fucking offseason about how he wants to get back to running the ball. And when, when you're a head coach compared to a coordinator, you need to be thinking about your defense. And maybe the volume breaks him down, but also he looks fresh to me. There's not a lot of mileage and wear and tear on him. So I think there's a chance with the, with the offense they want to play there and his, and his ability that he leads the league in rushing. So I'm going to take Tony Pollard, your guy. I mean, yeah, you nailed it. Of course you did. 
It's the only investment I want in anything about Mike McCarthy is that he's going to play football like it's 1995. So, of course, that's that's a great, that's an excellent pick. I absolutely. Pony, you want to know what cracks me up, and I'm sorry to cut Danny off. Is Danny? Danny would love for the Bears to be the Mike McCarthy led anything. Like, I, it just. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't, Carrington. And I, I believe Danny when he says that. Like, he has such a deep seated hatred. You and I both know since he has moved to Chicago, his his teams that he has seen have been significantly less successful than any Mike McCarthy team. Whether it was the end with the Packers or what he's done with the Cowboys. Yeah, but Mike Danny McCarthy, doesn't give Mike McCarthy any credit for those teams. Nothing. Apparently. It doesn't make any sense. Like I don't get. I, I because he's bad. I'm not he's a fraud. He's I, literally a con artist. He lied in his job interview with the Cowboys, I, and he got the highest profile coaching job in the world. I don't argue with you. I guess I'm just saying is. I, I feel like it's kind of like quarterback. Like, we might all debate. But we can acknowledge there's maybe like 13 really good quarterbacks in the NFL that you feel really good about. The same thing with head coaches. It's not like there's 25 good head coaches in the league that, like, clearly, hey, this guy is a difference maker for you. Mike McCarthy has proven if he is your coach, your floor is pretty decent. I feel like Mike McCarthy deserves a little bit of credit. All right, well – you're not going to get it on this podcast, Carrington. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is not the podcast for you. Listen to blogging with the boys. Or Listen to Shan I... Sharif if you want that stuff. Yeah, yeah. There you Carrington. go. Saquon Barkley is off the board. Okay, that was an obvious pick. It was an obvious. It was an obvious pick. He could lead the league in rushing. He could have two thousand yards. He could be. I mean, he's one of those physically gifted football players in the entire league. So, okay. for what pick is this? Nine? Nine, yep. Yeah. So for the not for the ninth pick, the dude who was fourth in the NFL in rushing and doesn't have a lot of mileage on his body, it that just seems seems like tremendous value. You don't think he has a lot of mileage? No, I mean he's been hurt. He hasn't played in a ton of games since he's been in the league. Okay. Yeah, but I mean that means that means he probably has seven games in him this season. Everything I'm, is- I, I, I'm I'm worried about the I'm like I, I think it's a it's a perfectly acceptable pick, but I I preferred Pollard to him because I'm just worried about the contract stuff with him too. I'm with you. I'm with the exact same place. And I mean, this is kind of one of those things like we all watch the NFL. Last year, everything went right for the Giants. They had a negative point differential. They made the postseason last year. The schedule kind of broke right. I don't know if they're good enough to have a break right. I'm not predicting an injury. You can never do it. But just something tells me this year is probably a little bit more frustrating than last year. No, the they'll Giants. be worse. They won't make the playoffs this year. Who will? The Giants? The Giants won't, no. Yeah, no. I'm not I'm not picking the Giants with the postseason. I'm out. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so who's your next pick, Danny? Because I think like there's a drop off. You got two. Yeah. So I have two now. I have yeah. two now. So Barkley was one. I think your second one's a tough one. It was Pollard, wasn't it? Oh, you, oh Pony picked Pollard. My bad. My bad. My bad. That's on me. Pony Pony picked Pollard. I think the drop off is significant. Um, yeah, I can make the like so like. Again, I'm trying to think about guys that are going to come back around. Like, who's going to be here when when I'm back on the board a bunch of picks from now? And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Brees Hall. Oh, okay. Thank God. I'm going to take Brees Hall. Brees Hall's a top 10 pick? Off a torn ACL? Holy shit. Man. We know that Aaron oh. Rodgers needs to have a running game at this stage of his career. <laughs> Danny's just blown up his draft. This I disagree. When Tito's start kicking in ponies. It's when that Tito's start flowing. Tito's I, going I disagree. <laughs> Clearly, it's your pick. Yes, you're going to defend it, but we're telling Wait. you it's a bad one. You're yeah. telling me that Brees Hall would have been on the board five picks from now? I, I'm telling you, yes. I, I I have no plans on taking Brees Hall. No plans. I'm I think he's a great talent, but I don't know when he's going to get back and play and at what level he's going to play at. He's a great talent on a team that wants to run the ball and needs to run the ball in order to support a forty-year-old quarterback. He's going to get he's going to get volume, man. He's going to get plenty of volume out of, out of necessity. All of these guys now are very interchangeable. So I'm I I will I will take. Well, if they're the all interchangeable, why are you picking the guy that's coming off a significant injury? If they're all so interchangeable, because I, but I but I think that I think that there's a chance that of the guys that are going to be the next five picks that he gets the most carries. All right, this is, this is why Pony's one of the best in the country. That question he just asked, I can't believe this, this was a reach. You you could have got Brees Hall back on the other. You, you could have got Brees Hall at, at all right. 16, so, 100%. so there's like four or five guys that I like equally. Okay, and it, with with, the, with this next pick, and I know I'll at least get another one of them after after Carrington takes two. So I'm just going to take the guy from the group of running backs here that I like the most, and that's Etn. 
I, I, it was between, I friggin', I love that dude. I'm a, I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about him being more of a pass catching running back than just a straight runner. But when he gets the ball, he's explosive. Bad so, fumbles, though, man. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad fumbles. What's plan B at running back for them? They drafted the kid from Auburn. They drafted Tank Bigsby. He's a first-round pick, Danny. And he looked like it last year. Bigsby was a third-round pick. Yeah. Well, I mean, you draft him to not use him? You drafted Trevor Lawrence's teammate in the first round. What you're gonna tell you're gonna tell your star player we're gonna sit his ass down for for Clayton Bigsby? I mean, they're not doing that. <laughs> I guess I, I'm not gonna lie to you, Pony. I'm a little bit surprised that Travis Etienne got more questions than Brees Hall. That's a little I'm a little taken back by that. I ain't gonna lie to you. I thought little, I listen, I, 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 I like the pick. The, to be honest with you, it was ETN. Hall and one other guy, and I went Hall. Screw both okay. of you. Okay, perfectly fine. I feel, All right, Carrington, what are you doing here with your next two? I feel great about this. I feel like this player has gone undrafted because we don't know what team he's going to play for. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook here. This is great value in the third round. Well, that is why he hasn't been picked, because we know, are worried about he's... where he's going to play. And if he ends up with the Jets, you guys are both effed, which might actually happen, I think. I you know, that what? Would suck. you know what? I don't mind this because I think he's probably going to Miami. I feel like the Jets thing is a little bit of a ploy. I'm happy to have the Jets running back. We already know Tua, Billy Bob, Tugavailoa. We have no clue where he's going to be on a week-in, week-out basis. I think the run game is going to be important. I'm very happy to take down right. Cook here, a top five running back last year in the NFL. I just I'm, didn't know. I just didn't know how to value him, Danny. That was my thing. Like I didn't. I wasn't sure where to put him in my rankings. I I also didn't think, and this was purely eye test. I didn't think he looked great last year, but but by his own standard, like compared to him, he seemed like a, I mean, he was. Under four and a half, four point four yards per carry. He just he didn't look like Dalvin Cook. It looked a little bit like the decline had started, even though he was he did play all seventeen games. But I mean, he's obviously awesome, so I, I can't hate the pick. He's always he always hits a thousand yards. I mean, that does always hit a thousand yards. I know, and that's, that's why I'm doing with him. I'm going to take another guy that I feel very confident is going to hit a thousand yards. I'm going to take running back for the New England Patriots, Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, I kept I'm looking gonna, at him. I kept I'm looking gonna, at him. I'm going to take too. Stevenson here. I really like Stevenson. I think Stevenson. I just get worried with Belichick and running backs. Like, correct. He loves to play so many of them. I know, like Damian Harris is in Buffalo now, but I just I always get concerned with him slicing up that pie in three or four different places. But I'm based on how the based on how the dude played last year, I mean, that's a perfectly acceptable pick it's just like the belichick factor that makes me nervous with him i'm just looking at the depth charts you've got stevenson is one pierre strong jr ty montgomery i feel like stevenson gets at least 250 carries this year if he stays healthy if he gets 250 carries that gets me a thousand yards with the 13th overall pick i feel like that's excellent value yeah that's good uh, i'm gonna take one of danny and i's favorite running backs from last year kenneth walker with this next pick uh, was in the conversation for rookie of the year, even though we got a late start because of the penny injury. 
Um, I like second-year running backs a lot. That's one of my favorite things to do is bet on second-year backs. I think that's when a lot of these guys come into their own and actually, into their own and actually have their best seasons. Um, Danny knows that I'm not a big Geno Smith guy. So I think that Kenneth Walker has a chance to actually be the focal point in that offense this year. We know we know Pete Carroll at his core loves to run the ball. And Penny's yeah, gone. Penn. He's in C- he's in Philadelphia now. Yeah. No, and Walker, he runs, he runs hard, man. That's I I can't I'm questioning my Brees Hall pick. <laughs> I feel like he might have been on the board. Yeah, I like both guys I took better than him. I hate to do that. And I think Ooh. Carrington took Two guys he liked more than Brees Hall. So, yes. You I, I'm telling you, I wouldn't even consider it at this point in the draft and taking Brees Hall. So, that that was one that you very easily could have you, – you, you could have got Hall and somebody else right here. <laughs> All right. Well, I got three names for two picks. I'm going to take – God, his yards per carry was not good last year. But I just – their offense is so good, and he's the guy who should benefit from it. I'm going to take Joe Mixon and Cam Akers. Mm, I thought I actually thought he was going swift. I thought he was going swift here. No, I'm well, going to take I'm going to take Joe Mixon and assume that he'll be back to like the four and a half yards per carry guy that he was two years ago. What if he gets cut? You think he's going to get cut? He might. Yeah, that's not I, out of the question. I guess, I, I guess, Pony, I'm just looking at him. He, he looked at me and said Dalvin Cook wasn't the same and then took Joe Mixon with his next pick. He, he told me that Dalvin Cook had to decline. Danny, I think he's not a lock to be on their team week one in Cincinnati. For who? Joe Mixon we're talking about, right? For who? For the Bengals. <laughs> he said for the Bengals. Who right? will they cut him to give the ball to? Samaje Pirine? Okay. I'll I'll say that Joe Mixon. I mean, he better be because I just he's making him. A, he's making a lot of money there. Is 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 this is the problem? And they're trying to get him to take a pay cut. They're playing a game of chicken with him right now. And then uh, who was your other pick? Cam Akers. You know what, Danny? That we. Oh, are you going to sign off on that? Are you going to validate that pick? Are you the arbiter of all picks, good and bad? I am, I'm the guy. In the, I'm the guy in the fantasy football draft that has to let everybody know if they made a good pick or a bad pick. I, I actually love that one. I actually like that pick. Oh, thanks. Because McVeigh been terrible today. McVeigh, I think, likes to run the ball more than people think. Yeah. And last year, their offensive line was just a complete disaster. So. You get the thumbs up from me there, Danny. Uh, I'm going to take uh, – oh, God. Uh, yeah, what do I- yeah, now, now. by the way, we'll all criticize each other's picks the rest of the way. But for the record, these are mid-round running backs. They all <laughs> right. might suck. So just for the record, there are no great picks anymore. Just- I, actually, I actually don't believe that to be true. Well, I actually like my next one because this guy, even though it's a new coach there, I think he fits the coach's identity. And he just runs. Like, there are things about this guy that remind me a little bit of Derrick Henry. I'm going to take Damian Pierce from the Texans. And they suck and they get behind in games and maybe that rules him out. But he just is like the angry run king. Can you you take it easy on Derrick Henry comps for a Houston Texan, please? 
Dude, you clearly have not watched Pierce play. Oh, he runs his ass off. But like, can can he do it for more than once? Can he do it for more than twelve games? I just said he reminds me in his running style, in build, of Henry. He will not have Derrick Henry's career because Derrick Henry's a top 20 running back of all time. But you said there's no good picks this late in the draft. I watched this guy, and he looks like a complete fucking ass kicker to me. All right. So he's my pick. I just pony. I feel like now I'm just defending you, and I don't know why I'm ganging up on my guy, Danny. He knows that it's love here. He said, can Damian Pierce do it for more than 11 games when – Brees Hall played seven games last year, and he was a top 10 pick. So I don't know. I feel like it's a lot of hypocrisy going. I feel great about my next two picks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Kansas City might have the number one offense in the NFL. Isaiah Pacheco is their second option in the offense. I will take Isaiah Pacheco here. I can't believe I can't believe I got Pacheco this late in the draft. I can't believe it. I feel very happy about Isaiah Pacheco. He was great last year. Took over the second half of the season. He's going to be the number one running back. There's no timeshare there, Carrington, at all with running backs. He's he's the number one guy for sure. They use McKinnon more in the pass game than they use them in the run game. I think Pacheco probably averages 14 to 16 carries a game next year. I'm really big on – when I'm looking at you for this draft, are you going to be able to get to around 250? Because around 250 gives you a chance to get to 1,000 yards, obviously. Sure. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to take Isaiah Pacheco here. I'm also going to take Aaron Jones. I'm going to take Aaron Jones from the Green Bay Packers here. You got a, a young quarterback. You want to establish the run a little bit, run the ball a little bit more. You're going to lean on him. I'm going to take Aaron Jones here. Okay. I feel like it's good value with where we're picking. Is this the last round, by the way? Was that Carrington's last pick? Um, Spencer, can you update the, uh, the teams, please? Okay, that was round seven. All right. Yeah. Okay. So I've got two picks left then. This next one is probably my most controversial pick yet because he's injured a lot. And also they claim that the offense is going to change, but I've got to see it to believe it. I'm going to take Dobbins. I don't mind that. They claim the offense is going to change. We'll see about that. I still think when the bullets start flying and they need to win games, they're going to go back to what's been successful for them, and that's running the ball, and that's having Lamar run it eight or nine times a game and the threat of that and the read option stuff. So I'm going to take a swing on him at this point. Actually, you know what? I, again, I feel like I'm, I'm ganging up on Danny, and I'm, I, I really don't mean that. I like Dobbins at this point here. Now, it is at this point, to Danny's point, it is very boomer bust. Like, hey, we're kind of throwing darts. Hey, a guy who maybe had an injury history, a guy who maybe had been in a timeshare, but you know Baltimore wants to run the ball. If Dobbins can stay healthy this year, he probably is better than the 20th best running back in the NFL. All right, so I just said, so Carrington's, Carrington's team is... 
Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Dalvin Cook, Ramondre Stevenson, Isaiah Pacheco, and Aaron Jones. Pony, Nick Chubb, McCaffrey, Pollard, ETN, Walker, Pierce, and Dobbins. And Spencer hasn't put my team up yet, and I don't remember. It's kind of average. That's that's why. That's I got, why I got Derrick Henry, Bijan Robinson, Saquon, Brees Hall, Joe Mixon, and Cam Akers. So I got I got two picks. I love. I mean, your first two, your first three picks might win you the whole draft, and what happens with your next three could be irrelevant if Henry Robinson <laughs> and Saquon. That's the thing. Honestly, like you got off to a great start, Derrick Henry, Bijan Robinson, Saquon. I love those three picks. Then you started going real questionable there. It was really the other guys could all be backups by week four, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> I will, all right. I'll take – I, I know you guys will hate this pick because they drafted a running back in the first round that I'm not going to take him. But David Montgomery runs hard, and the Lions have the best offensive line in football. And I think that in a scenario where he's not going to be like a 1,500-yard rusher and Gibbs is the home run threat, but Montgomery's going to be – like Gibbs they're talking about like from the pro uh, the mini camps and OTAs, how much he's lining up in the slot, they're putting him in motion, all sorts of crazy things. Montgomery's going to be the first and second down running back for that team. So – I'll, he runs hard. I'll take I'll take David Montgomery with one of these last two picks. Man. And now all of these guys are just complete disasters. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is that's funny is there actually are some diamond in the roughs. You've just already taken them. That's the thing. It's like nobody was taking Cam Akers earlier. You could have got Cam Akers now. Oh, stop. Pony, the arbiter of everything, said he likes the pick. Well, I like the Rams this year. I'm like the one guy that thinks the Rams will have a bounce back season. You know I, what? I'm actually on the same page as you. I feel like I bet them I bet them to win the division at like 10 to 1. I, 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 you and I are the only two people. I'm hammering the over for them this year. Stafford only played a handful of games last year. Cooper Cup got hurt early on in the yep. season. Allen Robinson was an absolute disaster. Good I feel like Seattle played a little bit over their skis last year. Arizona's going to take a little bit of a step back. We got I know we keep playing this thing like quarterback doesn't matter. Our quarterback matters for every team in the NFL, but one team and that's San Francisco. I'm with you on us. I'm with you on Los Angeles. All right, then I'm taking James Conner. I don't mind that. He's I mean, they're they're going to be awful, and they're going to trail in a ton of games. So he might be he might be last in the NFL in fourth quarter rushing yards. And as Pony knows, he's not terribly explosive. But what else are they going to do? Like he, he like, they might have to give him three hundred carries. Well, I think I think it's I think my audience would be shocked that Connor got picked before Najee, but that's okay. I mean. I'm not a big Najee fan, even though he's gone for a thousand yards in both seasons. What, what, what really... else is Arizona going to do? Lose. Well, uh, yeah, but they will have the ball at times. Like, who is going to get the ball? Hollywood just, Brown. It, yeah. Uh, okay, but I mean, they're going to try to at some point keep the like 
give their defense a breather. Yeah, of course, they've got a defensive head coach. I think they'll try to run the ball a ton. Yeah, so I just I don't. Just think, I think I think if I can get a guy who's going to get a ton of volume with the last pick for me, I'll I'll take James Conner at three yards per carry. <laughs> so, see, the thing I'm struggling here with is there's clearly a guy who, when you compare him to everybody that's left, is the best running back. But how much running is he actually going to do? That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking about. It is the last pick, though. I feel like I know who you're. I feel like I know. So who I guess doing. I'll do it. I'll take Eckler in the ah, last round. About here. To take the next pick. Like, so much of his yardage is tied up in those dump off passes, but he plays all the time. He's pissed about his contract. I'll take a stab. Didn't he? Didn't he lead the league in rushing touchdowns last year? I mean, I'll take a stab on him. Spencer thought I was going to take Kamara. I'm worried about Jamal Williams there in New Orleans with him. To me, that's like a 50-50, maybe 60-40 split between those two guys. It's it's funny. I am actually going to take Jamal Williams because I think at some point this season, Kamara gets his suspension from the fight in Vegas. Ooh. So I think he could potentially, you know, like, just like with Frank Clark last year, I'm sure it's happened with you guys' teams. You're not talking about it. You're not talking about it. Boom, week three, they just make an announcement. Hey, Alvin Kamara is going to be out for the next six weeks because of conduct. They're like, oh, yeah, I remember he got in that fight at the hotel. Yeah, I remember that. I think that's going to happen this year with Alvin Kamara. And we already know Derek Carr, you got to have the run game. I mean, last year, Josh Jacobs led the NFL at rushing with the Raiders last year. So, yeah, I'm going to take Jamal Williams this year. I'm going to take that kind of based off the strength of having Derek Carr. I'm also going to take this at some point. I think something happens with Alvin Kamara. I mean, that fight happened a long time ago. That suspension is coming up at some point. I'm going to guess at some point this season. Uh, Notable undrafted guys, in my opinion, other than Najee. Penny, who might be Philly's lead back, which in that offense is huge stats. I guess it's between him and Swift, which is the question. Uh, Gibbs, Danny, you elected for the other Detroit back, which was a little bit of a surprise. And then the other guy I had written down who no one picked is Madison in Minnesota who at times looked like a better version of Dalvin Cook and is now finally going to get a chance to be the lead dog there. It, it was between Madison and Connor for me for my last pick. I, I, I agree with you on that. I just think that they might throw the ball 700 times this year. Uh, one other guy I'll mention is, is Deontay Foreman. The, if the Bears are serious about converting fields into being a passer. They were the number one rushing team in the NFL last year. I just like Herbert so much. He's just I'm not such a, good, a I'm he, such a big fan of his. He's fast, he'll but he's not a good pass blocker. So like well, if you're trying to run the ball, who gives an F? No, I know, but there's there's just a little bit of a debate here on who actually is going to get more carries and more snaps. And Foreman seems like look like smaller upside, but just like a better all-around player. He just might be on the field more uh, than Herbert. And Foreman put up numbers in Carolina when they didn't have much of a passing game to speak of. And Herbert's just a little bit more inconsistent. So I, I, I'm more of a Foreman guy than a Herbert guy, but like we've had that debate on other than Justin Fields, who's going to be the next best rusher on the Bears. And it seems to be split among Bears beat people. So, but 
They were the number one rushing team in the NFL. So someone on the Bears is going to have a great rushing season. It'll probably be Justin Fields again. But if it's a running back, I think that those guys are both worth mentioning. Well, Carrington, I'll make sure I send those cold cuts and ice for you when you win, buddy, okay? Man, thank you. Uh, I'm excited about it. I mean, I I love Giordano's. Danny knows. I think Giordano's is the best pizza in the world. I live in the home of the best barbecue. That's no disrespect. All right, maybe a little disrespect to Texas, North Carolina. I feel like I've been living in the home of the best barbecue. And then when it came time to put the food up, you suggested something I've never heard of before. Yeah, uh, I got I, off easy there, no doubt. Oh, 100%. Uh, 100%. I'm sure that Pittsburgh is great. I've never been to Pittsburgh, but I'm sure it is a phenomenal city. It's a good time. If that's what you're telling me that your food is to have to offer, you are not a great food city. I live in a great food city. Danny knows that. Yeah, Danny lives in maybe the best food city in America outside of New Orleans. Pittsburgh is not known for the eats, is what I learned today in this podcast. Well, Carrington, thanks for coming on and for putting up with our BS. And uh, Danny, thanks for being the commissioner again of this draft. You're doing a tremendous job. Oh, yeah, no pro- no problem. Spencer Ray, our producer, Carrington Harrison, at c.harrison on social media, and you can uh, listen to him on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. We'll be back next week. First and pod, tell a friend. Peace.